This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Welcome to Kingdom Pursuits. Today we are going to have a blast because we have my old friend Mike Zwick with you, and I like to call him the Zwickopedia, and especially he, you may not know this, but he's the Zwickopedia of humor. We're going to get to that in a minute. But, you know, I just like to say, if not for God continues, right, Mike? Amen, brother. Amen. And I remember when I first came on your, uh, when I first came on your show, uh, one of the things that you said uh, was, you said, Mike, go in here and do your show. And I, I was there for about an hour, an hour and a half, and nothing seemed to be clicking. And I said, Robbie, would you mind doing this with me? <laughs> and we did our first show and it was great, man. And the rest is history. So it really should have been, if not for God with Mike Zwick and Robbie Dillmore, because you were a huge part of that show. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, on, it was an honor, honor to do that. And so fun. And, and I'm just glad to have you back to talk about, you know, what's, what's going on with Mike these days. But, um, and so, you know, if not for God is on a little bit of a hiatus right now, as far as the radio is concerned, but you have a YouTube channel, right? That's still, I do, man. And, uh, you know, it's funny. The, uh, I, I first got onto the truth network because of my friend, Tony Jackson and, uh, Tony, when he called, he, he called me one night and he said, Mike, he said, uh, you know, we were just talking about this and that. And I started preaching to him over the phone and he said, Hey Mike, you need to come on the radio. And so I, I went on the sister station, which is, uh, I think you can check light the triad.com or right, right. it's with it's the, bo- the, the light, boss lady, right? the light. And, um, I was on their show at eight 30 on Saturday mornings and, uh, and I'll be, be on there actually on the 30th as well. But I started doing that and I felt the Lord prompting me to uh, talk to somebody about having my own show. And I remember seeing you walking down the hall and, and I said, I, I called the truth network and you called me back and, and, uh, you said, Mike, we, we've, we've got a spot for you. And it's at six o'clock in the morning. And I said, okay. And I, I spoke to my friend, um, I think it was Chuck Reesh out of, uh, who's out of, uh, uh, New Mexico now. And, and he said, Mike, nobody's, you may not have as many people listening to the radio at six, <laughs> see if they've got another time. And, and you said, well, Mike, eight thirty AM opened up. And so we did it for, gosh, it was about three years or so. And, um, but it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, so, but I realized since I, since I left and I, I'm on hiatus, my wife asked me, Mike, who replaced you on Saturday mornings? And so this morning I was listening and I realized that David Jeremiah replaced uh, yeah, me. They, we had to find big shoes. Uh, no, no, no. And so I said, <laughs> I said, hey, you know, I hate to be off the radio, but if I'm going to be replaced by anybody, 
Right, right. David right. Jeremiah is the guy. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. So as we talked about that, Mike loves, I know Mike loves a good joke because we're good friends. And so speaking of Zwickopedia of humor, right? <laughs> okay. You're going to like these, Mike. All you right. really are. All right, it's time, yes, to play shenanigans with the Zikipedia of your humor, humor himself. So, a horse walked into a bar. You may have never heard that before. But a horse, a horse did walk into a bar, and he says, hey. So, you know, what did the bartender tell him? I, can I answer? Yeah. Why the long face? <laughs> I like that. I've heard this one before. Uh, actually, there's another answer, right? Okay. So what did the horse say? What did the horse say? He said, yes, please. <laughs> Get it? Hey, it'll come to you, right? Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so here's another question for you. You may have heard this one too, but I do love it. It was sent to me actually by Melanie, our traffic person. With the, you like that, right, Grayson? So anyway, glass coffins. <laughs> I don't know. You thought about this new crave that new craze that's going around. Glass coffins. Uh-huh. Will they be popular? I don't know. Do you know, Grayson? No, I don't. Remains to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I like that one. I know you like that. So, yeah. Yeah, you may know this one. Grayson, this is your kind of joke right here. Why aren't dogs good dancers? I know you've wondered about that. I don't know if you've seen them. Not many commercials hosting dogs dancing, but you know why dogs aren't good dancers? What's that? Think about it. Two left feet. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> all right so how about this one you know this one why did beethoven get rid of all his chickens because they all they would ever say is bok 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 they never said beethoven they just didn't have one <laughs> that's pretty good man that's pretty good <laughs> And you've got children now, right? You've got two, three? I've got three. Actually, it was my daughter Anne's second birthday yesterday. Oh. And we're celebrating today. And Robbie, I found out that September the 9th is the most popular birthday, the most popular day that people are born in the whole world. Well, there you go. And so I bet you know somebody who's born on September 9th. I do. Mike Zwick's daughter, Ann. <laughs> She's September 8th, but we're oh, celebrating yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you know this. The number one thing that is so simple even a child can operate. Do you know what that might be? The number one thing that's so simple even a child can operate it. Do you know what it is? What is it? Parents. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, right? So... Yeah. The owner of a drugstore walks in to find a guy leaning heavily against the wall, and the owner asks the clerk, what's with the guy over there, right, over uh-huh. by the wall? Have you heard this? Uh-uh. And the clerk replies, well, he came in here this morning to get something for his cough. Yeah. And I couldn't find the cough syrup, so I gave him an entire bottle of laxative. And the owner screams, you can't treat a cough with a bottle of laxatives. And calmly, the clerk responds, of course you can. Look at him. He's afraid to cough. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I am sick of people who knock on your door and tell you you need to be saved or burn. Those stupid firefighters. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's his, his Wikipedia joke right oh, there. So man. anyway, you knew at the end of the actual shenanigans, we would, Grace, and get to the point where I'm actually going to ask the question here. So here we go. With the actual Bible riddle, you know, ants don't get sick much. I don't know if you've noticed that because they have these little antibodies. they do answer like that but so which two sons of joseph which two sons of joseph were the first to visit a sick dying man if you know the answer to that which two sons of joseph were the first to visit a sick dying man you call us at 866-34-TRUTH 866-348-7884 and if they can guess that Grayson, tell them what they'll win. Oh, Robbie, they're going to win one of our fabulous prizes from the Truth Network Vaults. The prize vault is wide open and ready for you with a Wikipedia of information. We have books. We have shirts. We have the infamous and one and only that I'm aware of, Gospel Backscratcher. It comes. It includes three beads, or maybe it's four. It's got the red bead and the green bead and the white bead. You know, the whole way you can share the gospel while scratching somebody's back all at the same time. (laughs) It's all there in the Truth Prize Vault. So you call us now at 866-348-7884. So anyway, Mike, I got to tell you this happened. Okay. So we have a wonderful newsletter here at the Truth Network that's actually put out by Morgan. And she does an awesome job of that. And she sent it out yesterday. And so I'm reading this newsletter. And here's this comment from a, a listener. I think her name was Pat. And I think she's actually in Raleigh. And so I just want to make a shout out to Pat and, and say this this literally made me cry when I read it. She said, and, and I'll explain why it made me cry in a minute. Maybe not why you think. But she said, okay. I love the Christian car guy. He explained things well, and then she said, but I especially like the way he talks about his wife and how godly, how nice it is for a godly man to talk good about his wife. And I literally, like, it made me cry from a standpoint of, like, man, number one, I'm so thankful for our listeners, but I'm so thankful that God, you know, is illustrating that that through me in any way shape or form <laughs> like, yes. like yes. man i wish i was the kind of husband that, that that i should be but that i could ever you know make any kind of impact like that on somebody was really an honor and so my my i i'm just honored to be part of what god's doing through the radio and we get to do it with you you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And we are here with my good friend today, Mike Zwick, a virtual Zwickipedia, because his passion has, has always been, since I've known him, you know, if not for God. Like, he, you know, his life is the story of if not for God, right? Even when you put on your seatbelt that time. Oh man, you, you you want to tell the seatbelt story? <laughs> yeah, so was, any good Christian car guy always it, wants to tell a good seatbelt yeah, oh, story. Oh yeah, man. November first, twenty eleven. I'll never forget. I was uh I was selling insurance and uh the last the last place that I went to was an older was a was a guy who had a uh, he had a ministry, he was a Pentecostal preacher and we were just talking and he said, you know, I still believe that God heals today. And he was telling me stories about where the Lord had healed. 
And uh, so he, uh, you know, we're just talking. Something seemed different. And I left the house. I was in German, Germantown, North Carolina. I believe it was Flat Shoals Road. Um, and right there by, by, the, by the big Bigfoot that walks. Have you seen it? I'm not if you're sure. ever driving through Big um, Germanton, there's a Bigfoot. Okay. Seriously, okay, a lot right along the side of the road. I've seen him many times. I always try to spot him for my grandkids when we go by. There's a look, look. When we come through Germanton, there will be a Bigfoot, and sometimes a really big pig is right behind him. A really big pig, okay, <laughs> a big foot so next, and a big pig. So, <laughs> so next yeah. time you go to Germanton, a shoal road. Right, any anywhere. Flat Shoal, I think it was Flat, Flat Shoals. Yeah, right. there you know, it's go. been. You got to realize it's been. But anyway, years. you're telling a wonderful story before I broke in with the. No, 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 no. So I was. I finished up. The guy was talking about healing. It was my last place of the go, last place of the day to sell insurance, and I left the house and I was driving up the road, and as I was driving up the road, um, all of a sudden. Uh, I was listening to Christian music. I was listening to Christian preaching. I was, I, you know what? I believe I was listening to the Truth Network, and it was Charles Stanley who was on the radio. And all of a sudden, I'm at the bottom of the hill, and Charles Stanley goes off the radio, and I hear a a, a voice in my ear, and it says, uh, "You need to put your seatbelt on." And I said, I almost, I started to put it on and I said, oh no, I said, and then I, I felt like I heard another voice in my head and it said, what, you don't trust God? And when I heard that, something freaked me out and I said, no, I need to put my seatbelt on because the second voice I don't think was from God. And so I put my seatbelt on and uh, I drove up to the top of the hill and I was going possibly a little bit over the speed limit. <laughs> and I went into one of the biggest trees that I've ever seen. And I went straight into the tree uh, at so many miles an hour. And it split the tree in half right up. Uh, sp- no, it split my car in half. It was a, it was a 2010 or a 2011. And it was a Toyota Tercel. So it was a small, a small car, red in color. I remember the car. And uh, didn't last very long. I had just bought the car, and I didn't want it. I wanted another car, but uh, I got another car after that. <laughs> but it split the car right in half. And uh, I remember the 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 deputy, the sheriff was it the state trooper or the deputy sheriff or whoever it was who came by, and I told him what happened. And he said, "If you didn't have your seatbelt on, uh, we'd be flying you in uh, in a helicopter over to Baptist Hospital." And uh, yeah, I mean, I thought about the, the hand of God. So if you were standing there talking to the police officer, you didn't, you you obviously weren't hurt. No, I mean, it went out without a scratch. And so clearly, if, if not, not for if, God, if not for God, right? Right, that's right. I, I, and how old were you at that point? I was thirty. So how many kids do you have now? I've got three kids. And how many were born after that? Uh, three kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I'm trying to point out something. If not for God, if not for God, right. Like, and if, they, that, and if, and here's the thing, if they have children and if they have children, right, they have children, right, right, right. How many children would have been stopped? How many generations would have been stopped? Right. But, and, and, and then you think about that, you know, I have a, a, a you know, it was just an aha moment. I guess I was studying genealogy like I used to do a lot. And, and I came across the story of my great, 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 great grandfather, mother. Okay. And she was in New York and they lived in upstate New York near the border of Canada. And you might know 
that the Indians used to come into those towns and they would raid in the middle of the night and they would set the tire on, town on fire and they mm-hmm. would carry off all the women mm-hmm. to sell them into slavery up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, my grandmother was pregnant mm-hmm. with my great, 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 great grandfather, mm-hmm. right? And she was like eight months pregnant when the Indians came in that night in the middle of the night, right? They took these women out in their bedclothes, right? They didn't want to have shoes on in the snow, right? Not having jackets or anything. And they march them like over 100 miles in the dead of winter up there in New York. Like, And if they slowed down just a little bit, they tomahawked them. And she was eight months pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Right. But if that grandfather had not been born... You, you wouldn't be here. There'd be no Christian car guy. There would be so many, right? My own There'd children. Be no you think pursuits. about like God is, God, you know, if anybody could read the Bible and see how God protect, protected all the people that led up to Jesus, right? Obviously he, he protected, you know, all the people that would be in David's line and all these different things so that Jesus could come about. But I don't know if you've thought about it a lot. Mm-hmm. He protected all those people, all those moments, or there would be, no, you. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you, there were moments in every single person's life that somebody stepped in and made it possible, right, for for you to exist. And so those if not for God moments, I've always loved that title, Mike. Mm-hmm. And, and so tell the story of that title. I love it. Sure. So I was. Uh, you would ask me what I wanted to name the show, and uh, you would say, "Well, just name it the Michael's Wick Show." And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, I, I talked to, uh, I talked to somebody else about it and they said, you know, it was my friend Chuck and he said, who knows Michael's wick, you know, or whatever. And, and not only that, I just didn't want to name it that. And then, so I just wanted to, I, I was at the church one Sunday and, and the preacher was talking about if it had not been for the Lord and he was reading from the Psalms, it might've been Psalm 124 or Psalm 127. I don't remember which one. But, and I think he actually misquoted the chapter and I had to look it up. Um, but I, I thought about it afterwards and I said, that's the name of the show. And it was, uh, it was the Lamb's Chapel and this was several years ago, but yeah, the, the Lord had given me the name of that show. Um, and, 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 and not only that, Robbie, I mean, but there, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. I was actually going for a walk, uh, over in Graham, North Carolina. And, uh, so when I was walking, I was looking down at my phone and I was on a sort of on a side road, but somebody came flying through as a drive through and all of a sudden they just blared down on their horn and, and I kind of looked up and I said, Oh no. And we, we kind of both startled each other, but I thought about it. I said, you know, if, if they weren't paying attention, I might've been road meat. (laughs) (laughs) But if you think about it, that's really what God has done in the life of every single Christian man or woman who is out there. Um, you know, we were all on the road to hell. We were all on the wrong road. I mean, as a matter of fact, you were actually in Scientology. Is that right? I was, I was, there's no doubt about that. If not for God, like, oh my goodness, what a nightmare that would have been. But before we go there, I want to tell that story from my perspective. Okay. Okay. So you're right. I said, Michael, what do you want to call the show? And you said, I, I don't know. And you said something about the Mike Zwick show and whatever, and we talked about it. And I said, well, I really think the best thing to do is, because I, I, I interviewed the Kendrick brothers one time, and they, and they said, you know, we like good ideas, but we love God ideas. 
That's right. And so we pray, pray, pray before we take on any project. That's right. And so I said, Mike, why don't you go pray about a title and then get back to me when you think you know what God wants to call the show. Right. And I'll bet it, because Mike does things quickly. I've learned that about Mike. <laughs> and I bet it wasn't an hour and a half later you called me and you were dead certain. It wasn't like I don't, I don't know exactly what, but this is what I'm thinking. No, it was, Robbie, I know the name of the show. And I said, okay, what's that? And you said, if not for God. Right. And I went, oh, man, yeah. I mean, that resonates. It because it's, it's so much the story of anybody's life. And so mm -hmm. you, you opened up the Scientology door. And so here we go. So L. Ron Hubbard, right? Um, here's what happened. <clears throat> I was totally depressed. Um, my parents had left Albuquerque. I was kind of on my own mm -hmm. and 19 years old. And I really didn't see any reason to live whatsoever. So I came up with a very creative way to kill myself. Okay. This, all my different suicide attempts in life. This one was the most bizarre, but in each case, it was if not for God, okay? Okay. So this particular time, the way that I decided I was going to do it was I decided I was going to starve myself to death. Now, that takes a long time, but I had plenty of time because, you know, I was going to spend my last days in hunger. Right. And so I started a hunger strike of my own, unbeknownst to anybody, and I was just going to lay in my bed. I wasn't going to get out of bed. That was the plan. You're not getting out of bed until you die. Jeez. That was just, it was food and water, right? And so I'm laying there totally determined to end my life. And all of a sudden there's this knock on the door, right? And it's a girl selling Dianetics, the Modern Science of Mental Health, which, by the way, is a lead-in book to Scientology. Anybody has that book, you know, that's big trouble right there. But nonetheless, that's what happened. She's that's selling right. this book. And the book was two bucks back then. So we're talking about in the early 70s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so I took the book I, just to get her gone because I needed to go back to my bed and get back to dying. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> and so but as she gave me the book. She says, you'll call me tomorrow morning. That's what she said. Okay. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, bye. You know, whatever. Go back to lay down, right? Yeah. I'm laying there in the bed. I got nothing but this book. <laughs> <laughs> so I start reading it. Dianetics, Modern Science of Mental Health. Well, if you're a complete heathen, as I was, I believe, I mean, I was like, this is, this is amazing. This is fascinating. This is all my answers are right here. <sighs> like I've been, you know, I was lost, but now I'm found. And when we come back, you're going to find out the rest of the story. But anyway, <laughs> she was right. I did call her the next morning. And uh, much happened after that. But we would, hey, nobody's called in about the two sons of Joseph who visited the sick guy. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Who were the two sons of Joseph? We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And today we are talking with my old friend, Mike Zwick, and if not for God, and we were, we left our hero, Robbie, he was 
finding out about Dianetics and modern science of mental health, and, and let me couch everything I say in that, you know, I have total respect for everybody, and I think we should. We should listen to everybody, you know, because obviously I got way off track into Scientology, and if somebody's in Scientology, they're not necessarily a nut. I mean, you could say I was a nut, but if you disrespected me, you weren't going to talk me into the kingdom. You wouldn't have talked me into Christianity. Obviously, that was going to be something God would do over a period of time. Right. And so I, everything I say about people in Scientology, they are honestly looking for answers. And I was too, because I'm laying on that bed that night. I, I'm, I'm thinking that death is the answer. And, you know, here, this book brought me hope that obviously God wanted me to have. And there's no doubt it saved my life in that sort of way, that it actually provided a life as I began to get into that and that kind of thing. And... and I, that started in a journey, if, mm -hmm. if you want to know, of me you know, becoming a Dianetic auditor, and I was in Scientology for some period of time to the point that I actually went to Los Angeles mm -hmm. and became a member of the Sea Organization, which is the organization that runs um, Scientology. And not only that, but then I ended up working directly for L. Ron Hubbard, who was still alive at the time, okay. and we got our directions directly from L. Ron Hubbard, and we began to refurbish mm -hmm. um, the Cedars of Lebanon Hospital okay. into the big center that it is today. And I will say that that even though I've been out of Scientology, you know, since maybe 1979. They still, I, if you go look in my mailbox, I promise you, I didn't pick up my mail last night, there will be at least five letters from the Church of Scientology because what they're doing is what Ron Hubbard told, L. Ron Hubbard told him to do, which is you continue to reach out in love to everybody that ever talked about Scientology or whatever. They know I'm the Christian car guy. They know I, I talk about what in, in the Church of Scientology is a trap. They know all that. They call me all the time. Do you know, do you talk to them when they call of you? Of course. Yeah, yeah. And it's an opportunity for me to witness, and I've practiced my witnessing skills for years. You're gonna come, <laughs> you know, and it's your opportunity, but you're not going to argue one of them into the kingdom, but you can you can get their attention. And, and I, again, they've got a lot of communication skills because they were taught that stuff by Ron Hubbard, who's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. And he was being directed by some pretty powerful stuff. And yeah. so, but what you can do for anybody, and I think this works with witnessing to anybody. I know what you've got is obviously bringing you life, but let me share what this has done for me. Like, man, I actually am connected with God through his word and what it's done for my life and what it's done and, and begin to give a story of your own life like the seatbelt story. Mm -hmm. something where you actually were a witness to what God did in your life mm -hmm. and you will get their attention. They'll listen to your story. They mm -hmm. won't listen to your argument. Yep. Okay. And, and by respecting that other person and realize that, man, they're in danger of something horrible if they don't see the trap that they're in. And, and essentially I don't, not in an argument with one of them right now. I just tell you the trap is that essentially Scientology leads you to the belief that you're God, mm -hmm. right? That you can become what they call an operating Thetan, mm -hmm. which is OT, and, and that has to do with having the ability to, to do God-like things, right? Because, again, it, it, it pushes into your ego. You want to think you're, you, you've got control. You want to take control of your life and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's an easy sell. However, God used it. In my opinion, he totally used it, and I learned a lot.
yeah. through that process that I still think about today. Um, yet, right? If not for God, mm -hmm. he got me in it. And to my extent, you know, I didn't knock on the door. He got me out of it too. And, and then he showed me the real way, the truth and the life. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's no looking back on that either. Yeah, you know, uh, it says in Romans 8, 28, it says that we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and for them who are called according to his purpose. Because it seems to me, at least it seems this way, as if that if they hadn't have knocked on the door and you hadn't have read that book, you might have just died, right? Right. So, Or found a quicker, easier way to... Or, or to, found to a quicker, easier way, whatever it was. And you may not, whatever, but God used that to keep you from dying at that point, even if it brought you into the wrong thing, because he knew eventually he was going to use, was it Tammy? Right. <laughs> to bring you into a church or whatever, and to bring you into the right thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the things that I'm reminded of, Robbie, is that you can do the, you can do the wrong thing, and you can be doing it the right way, <laughs> and you're going to win people to your way of thinking. I mean, you know, you look at the Jehovah's Witnesses, you look at the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Mormons, or you look at a lot of these other different uh, cults or religion, whatever, whatever you want to call them, and they're really friendly. Oh, yeah, that was that was the magic. See, they loved me well. They cared about me. They listened to me. They seemed to be interested in what would help me. Right. Right. And, 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 and they thought they had the answer to all that, but all right. those things resonate in your soul with, okay, wow, I'm accepted in this group of people. They may be, everybody may think they're nuts, mm -hmm. but they love me. They, they treat me well and whatever. And so those things end up being a bigger trap because, you sure. know, they're, they're using sure. love as the, as the, you know, essentially the bait. Right. And so what it reminds me of Robbie is that we as Christians, we have the truth. We have the truth. So what it tells me is that if we're sharing the truth, even if we have the truth, we're sharing the truth, but we're not doing it in love, nobody's going to want to listen. But if we have the truth and we're sharing it in love, uh, that not only will people listen, but we will be able to share the gospel with people in a way that is loving and that people will want to listen and that people will be saved. People will receive salvation, and so I, it's exciting for me. Yeah, me too. So we have a caller. That's exciting. We have, and they want to stay anonymous, so we'll just, can you punch them up for us, Grayson? So you're on with King to Pursuit. Good morning. How are you? Live at five. At, hi, I had to call. I couldn't phone your radio station. I leave it on there all the time, and I went to turn it on this morning and couldn't get it, so almost frantic I called. And it all, as Romans 8, 20, was just, if I had to call, I don't know if I'm calling at the right time or what, or uh, I have to tell you, listening to this, this this man, I was just telling this to a neighbor of mine last night, uh, I don't think is it was not a believer, um, about, and then Romans 8, 28, um, that I've been in probably, oh man, 30, 40, I don't remember, car, motorcycle, I, um many uh, overdoses, many, you name it and check it. And uh, 
that I'm still alive is is an absolute miracle many many times over and for me to call for me to hear this right now and to find to, to I knew that I had to listen to some, I mean I always do but um this uh this is definitely uh his spirit uh definitely wow. so um yeah there's many there's just no way that I should I, I technically no I'm with you. I'm 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 right with you. If not I mean, for God, right? No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> Times Praise eight. Yeah. Oh yes, sir. So yes, that's, sir. that's so Thanks, beautiful. Honey. Yes, thank yeah. you for calling. It makes my day. I'm so grateful yeah, I for just, you. Um, I couldn't get through. I wanted to, to message you guys or you folks, and you know, but it wouldn't go through for some reason. But yeah, so. My call. Well, thank you. For, <laughs> Maybe thank else for one else, because this is for real. And I wasn't, uh, I wasn't having any of this Jesus stuff growing up. I wasn't doing it, and you know, I wasn't raised with it. Anyway, let me let you go. Thank you. Oh, thank you. God right. bless, and thank you for calling us. And wow, that means you could call in at eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four with your story, or if you want to tell me about Joseph's two sons. However, that one works out. 866-348-7884. So much more with Mike Zwick. If not for God, when we come back, stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And clearly, uh, Mike Zwick, uh, our caller that we just had, which I'm so appreciative for her courage to call in and share, uh, if not for God, right? Romans eight twenty eight. It did so many different ways for so many of us. You know, it's a pretty courageous thing, but a very powerful thing to share your story. So Mike, you got something you felt. Need, Absolutely. Need you know, I, I kind of wanted to share with you a little bit what was happening uh, and what the Lord was doing in my life since, um, and really started while I was on the radio, but even more so ever since uh, I've, I've been off uh, that, you know, and I, if you got your Bibles, I've got Mark chapter 16 and uh, starting in verse 14, it says, Afterward he, and it's talking about Jesus, appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and the hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. And the last thing it says, and they will lay, and they will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. And so the Lord's been working with me. And I know, uh, Robbie, I've talked to you a lot about this through the, uh, the, the ministry of healing. Um, and how it started, you met her, you know, Cameron Horner, Sure. Uh, but his sister, Christy Real, she was at the uh, revival, the tent revival that we did together. And so maybe six months to a year ago, and I don't remember exactly when it was, 
But I was praising the Lord with all I had, and it was in the front of a, a, a local church called Just Like Jesus Ministries in Burlington, North Carolina. And I was praising, 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 and she says, Mike, she said, when you were praising the Lord, I saw Jesus walk up to you, and he put a place to gift in your chest. And I was like, wow. And I was like, okay, that was cool. So I was ready to leave or whatever. And she was leaving, I was leaving. And, and she says, oh, one more thing, Mike. My back has been hurting for about 10 or 15 years. <laughs> she says, I'm not leaving this place until you pray for my back, until my back is completely healed. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't have the gift of healing. I don't, you know, any of this stuff, whatever. And she's like, come on, we're going to pray. And I didn't know what I was doing. So I started praying. And I started praying, I started praying, and she says, it's feeling better, keep praying. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and uh, so we kept praying, kept praying, kept praying, kept praying. And finally, she started screaming and praising the Lord. And she said, hallelujah, my back is healed. Hallelujah, my back is healed. And and uh, I was like, awesome, that's, that's really cool. And uh, so shortly after that, I realized that the gift that I believe this is what happened, that the gift that Jesus had put into my chest was the ability where it says in that verse in uh, Mark 16 was to lay on the hands, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And shortly after that, I just started to pray for everybody. And uh, all these people started getting healed. And it obviously, Robbie, we can talk about this. It has nothing to do with me. I'm not the one who heals people or anything like that. Um, but... It's a sign, I believe, that that points people back to Jesus. And so eventually what had happened is there was a place in Elon, North Carolina, and I went to this place, and, and at this point I was praying for people and seeing them immediately healed every day. Knees, hips, back, um, and even bigger stuff now I'm seeing. Carpal tunnel syndrome, a lady the other day had a, she said it was terrible. Jesus immediately healed it. But I prayed for this lady and something different was about this house because she, the lady said, Mike, she said, when you walked up to the door, she said, the dog always barks at everybody and the dog didn't bark at you. And so I, I said, do you need prayer for anything? And she said, it's, it was her hip or I think it was her hip, sciatic nerve. And I prayed for her and I said, tell me where the hip pain is now. And she goes, oh my God, that's weird. <laughs> it was all gone. And so I prayed for her husband who had stomach issues, and he said it was feeling better. And the guy literally stood up, walked to the door. As he was walking to the door, he stood over and fell over like a statue and was completely dead. The vital signs, no pulse, no nothing. And so for whatever reason, I just had this peace that was about me, and, and I, I laid my hand on the guy's chest, and I said, Jesus, raise this man from the dead. And as soon as I did that, uh, Jesus raised the man from the dead literally, the guy started breathing, started blinking his eyes, and uh, it was amazing. You know, it, it was absolutely amazing. And so, and I remember I asked him, I said, what did you see uh, when, uh, when, when this happened? He said, I just, I blacked out. He said, I don't remember anything. You know, people have these near-death experiences where they go, and he said, I didn't see anything. And I asked him, I said, do you, do you trust in Jesus as your Savior? He said, yeah, I do. And... Um, so yeah, that was that, but it's just, it's... Well, there's something I want to dig in, you know, because I know a lot of people are listening and thinking, well, that's a little off the hook, right? <laughs> and if you went from Scientology to raising people from the dead, you know, you're like, that show is a little off the hook. But think how cool it is 
how many times have you been asked to pray for somebody's hip or their sciatic? And by the way, you all have that. We have, we all have that gift, right? To pray. We have the relationship to pray, but if if we don't offer the, you know, can, what can I pray for you? Then people never tell us. And so that's a challenge, I think, for all of us to go, well, how can I pray for you? Because whatever that may be, you may have gifts you have no idea about unless you ask. And so my dad used to say, nothing ventured, nothing gained. You don't have because you don't ask. And, and what an opportunity you had, Michael. And thank you, as always. So fun to have you. And so grateful for all of you listening to Kingdom Pursuits. By the way, it was This is the Truth Network.